everyone, I'm Marco. I'm Leah, and welcome to Post-it Talks. Uh, I saw that you saw you have a new top. It's really nice. It's Where did not, you buy it? It's not new. It is, I think, oh. three or four years old. Uh, but I have used it for the first time this summer because it's a summer top. Yes, it summer vibes. So everyone are changing wardrobe, changing clothes, and it, like yeah. new vibes. With these topics, we are gonna introduce our guest, our lovely guest. Yes, Alma and Isa, welcome. Welcome. Hello. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. We're good. Thank you. So Hello. who are you guys? Alma, we can start with you. Who are you? I'm Alma. <laughs> I'm from Sweden, Stockholm, and uh, I'm also half French, and I'm studying here at the school at textile design. Yeah. And I'm Isar. I come from the Basque country, and I'm also half Italian, and I studied... <laughs> yeah. I studied fashion design, and now I'm doing my master's here at the school, uh, Design for People master. Yes, and you're also our producer. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so welcome to your first episode here. Thank you. It feels so weird to be on the other side <laughs> of the room. <laughs> okay, so yeah, today we're going to talk about clothes and sizing. Yes. Yeah. I always have an issue with this because no. I am small, like I am very not tall. <laughs> Short is the word for that. Uh, and I am also bigger, especially in my chest area. I am bigger. And when it comes to bras, oh my God, I have it's an hell. issue with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what can Same you do girl. about this? We also have discussed a little bit before about this. Yeah, I feel like we started talking about the topic and we could go on for hours about it because there are so many different things that we can discuss into the sizing and like not only about how can you find the right size, but also little tricks to do it when you go shopping, but also how it is to be a plus size or someone with a bigger size, a non-normative body in a in a world that doesn't really accept and understands what it is. Yeah. Yeah, maybe what what does it what does it mean like non-normative body like to go a bit more in in detail like yeah. how can you express that? Yeah. So I think. Everything is like based on how advertising is like showing body types and especially like big brands. And like, I think body normative has also like started to be more normal to not be thin, tall, size 36, whatever. So it's like starting to get more broad or maybe has been for like a while. But I guess that is like the, the answer to your question that is like you shouldn't look as one person you should look as everyone is different everyone looks different and yeah so on yeah at the end uh, what we talk about a lot is that how fashion brands uh, really try to make a standard out of bodies when bodies are completely unique and every one of us has a different shape and you can never have the same combination of hips and waist and anything in general what you say you are smaller but then bigger on top and then there will be many people who are very tall but then have a huge ass and we have so many combinations as people in this planet but fashion brands and sizing in general is like standardized so then they are trying to fit us into a chart that doesn't really um, show the reality of of our bodies and how how people actually look Mm. Yeah. And why is it that this way? Why do we have this standard? Well, 
it's really it's really hard to know exactly i think when it started but like from the fashion industry it's everything every size is based on like a size chart like a schedule of how which measurements fits into one size and that is also what we learn in fashion school like how you how you construct clothing after this chart but i think that is might be the problem also for i don't know exactly how it is like in in the entire world but in sweden we have like in europe we have this special maybe actually scandinavian has this special chart and i know in spain it's completely different uh, with like height and uh, and the sizes like in general um yeah because like yeah. country to country also the the bodies change you mean this like yeah. countries you can like maybe spanish body have like different standard and scandinavian body and other yeah. different standard yeah. or we used to say that scandinavian people are taller or okay. mm. or for example i know that i've been struggling all my life to buy uh, clothing at mango or sara because mm-hmm. i'm too big for those sizes for example while in h&m i can find 44 that is bigger sizes okay I'm not really sure if this is completely how it's done, but I remember in fashion school, this is how we learned. And this mm-hmm. chart was actually from Sweden, the one we mm-hmm. like constructed clothing from. So I think it's like based on this old school sizing, like construction yeah. of how we like fit people to a body chart. Mm. I remember I was in Hong Kong a few years ago. Uh, and a friend of mine wanted to go into a shop and buy some clothes and the clothes looked amazing mm. and I really wanted this uh, uh, jackets and skirt set and it was so cool but the size like I swear it was an extra small mm. was the biggest one they had <laughs> I didn't buy any clothes when I was in Hong Kong maybe I didn't look hard enough but also how hard should you look mm. Yeah, definitely. I think it's also, um, it can vary depending on the country, but also depending on the um, brand itself, it can change a lot. And if you look at sizes on brands that are uh, targeted to teenagers, for example, all the clothes are very small. So even a large is going to be extremely small. Mm. And then when you look for a brand that is maybe for uh, older women, a uh, 38 is going to be huge, even if you have been wearing a 38 of Zara your whole life. So what we also mention a lot is that at the end, sizes are just numbers. And every country can have their number and can have their different chart. Every brand itself can have a different chart because even if it's standardized somehow, it's not universal. So there is no any rule that you have to stick to it. There is no one telling you if you are saying this is a 38, it should be this between this and this big. So you could literally do whatever you want with that number. And then that is what makes a lot of confusion on the consumers because you go to buy to a shop thinking this is my size. And then you go to another shop and you're going to have a completely different number. And then it also creates a lot of uh, problems with self-esteem mm. because we think we are the problem for not fitting in that, in this size when actually I think what we were talking about is that we should maybe change our mentality and understand that clothes should fit us and we shouldn't fit into clothes. Mm, yeah. Exactly. Which I also think is quite beautiful that we also start thinking more like that. And like, I guess also in fashion, as we all know, it is based on a consumerism, like capitalism, you're supposed to buy more, which is also, I don't know how it works. Like maybe the size is also an issue because 
be like, oh, I bought these pants, but they are actually not fitting me. So I have to buy a new pair of pants that it looks better. But it's like this kind of like buy more mindset. Also yeah. produce more. When it comes to producing, mm. the bigger the garment you are making it is, the more fabric you need for it. Mm. So it it's uh, the cost is higher. Mm. So we have to really keep in mind that we are not talking about it is not designed for people but it is designed for the producer production yeah. system and mm. that it's all about money like yeah. it 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 does cost more for for the factories to do a si bigger size because it is more material do you see this approach more on the um, i don't know i feel like this is a more an approach for the fast fashion uh, industry I see it like more from like Zara, H&M or this kind of fast fashion industry or do you think is also in higher brand is like this kind of approach of being like stand standardized hold the hold the size mm. I know I know for a fact that for example Acne Studios who is also Swedish used the same chart as H&M and could also use the same producers in Bangladesh or Indonesia whatever as so it's I think it's kind of blurred lines, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. So yeah. here at the school, we have a fashion line and textile yes. as well. So what can these new up-and-coming designers do to kind of stop this system or change it in some way or make it better for people? Yeah. We talked about this too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very important that we understand um, the power we have both as consumer, but especially as designers and how we produce and how we think when we are uh, designing can change and make a real impact into the person using this garment later. So I think in general, understanding further than the mannequins and usually even it's just a uh, visual, but when you look into the fashion workshop, you can see a little bit of variety on the mannequins, but most of them have the same body type mm -hmm. and body shape. And they might be a little bigger or smaller on size, but like you have no variety on when it comes to like how real bodies look. There is no bellies, there is no fat asses, and we all have those. So like just thinking that the mannequin is a representation of an ideal somehow, and it's not what uh, every day looks like. If you need a mannequin and when you are designing, it, you want to get inspired, get inspired by the people sitting close to you by your classmate, by, by the other students on the canteen. These are the bodies that are walking around this planet. Like, mm. we are the bodies you should mm. be designing for and not the mannequins standing still for hundreds of years, yeah, almost, literally. on the fashion workshop. I'm going to be, I'm going to, like, being hate by you, just, like, try <laughs> to, to understand more. I'm trying to understand how to use this philosophy in a more, like, open and like in a more scalable way so i can understand in some way that like having a standard mannequin it could be easier for the industry to scale and to like sell like to have one things to be scaled mm. in a in a more up. Uh, yeah scale mm. up and have a more product like how can the industry open up like scale their product thinking about different body like should we like maybe design more i don't know more mannequin more different mannequin do you have some ideas i don't know right now we do have a um, a course that is called design for future and i think there is already a lot going on in this what you're trying to say like mm -hmm. i'm not really sure if 
the actual mannequin is the issue. I think it's more like how the construction is going towards. Like, for example, we have Clow that is like a 3D program that is so much so much easier to make patterns that are maybe more adjustable. Like you can make garments that have uh, functions that you could always resize up or down or uh, like... Uh, unisex clothes is also up and coming like the the whole fashion where bigger sizes or like oversize is coming into fashion and or have been in fashion it's i think i think that way is more the way to go by mm-hmm. thinking in this we are also talking a lot more about the biggest sizes but i do have friends who are very small mm. uh, and also have the same problem so does it work the same way for both bigger and smaller? Definitely, I would say. Yeah, I think um, one of the issues we were talking about when we talk about bigger sizes is that, um, especially when you are young and you want to have like, um, you want to just develop your personal style and maybe dress uh, trendy somehow. And then you get all these fast fashion or but also many other smaller brands that uh, produce just up to an Excel and then you don't have a chance to get this kind of clothes and then you directly have to go to women's wear or like somehow kind of grandma's clothes, you know, like mm-hmm. very old woman clothes that have that size, but they don't fit into your style. And I feel like uh, it could happen the same with uh, smaller sizes. They tend to shop on kids sections. Mm-hmm. So I actually have many friends that are very short and then they just buy their pants in the kids section because they are shorter and it fits better than the woman's section on the smaller size because the legs are very long. Mm-hmm. So then they always get just too many fabric on, on the bottom of the pants and they have to cut it. So I think it, it balances both ways. Mm. Either you're a grandma or you're a kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, I feel like this conversation is very female-oriented. I haven't had so many stories around men. So, Marco, do you have any issues with the sizing actually yes uh i'm really tall i have the the legs are really long um instead of the of the upper body and since i'm really lazy to go to the um, to the physical shop i'm it's a couple of years that i'm starting buying online and especially like using back in italy like vinted and now trade sales uh so secondhand shop and for me it's really difficult uh, find the the right size on the uh, on the upper part of the leg because that part of my body is really really big and like my like my ankle and the other part is like more thin so when they fit on the upper part of the leg maybe they are super super big on the bottom so i i never have like it's really difficult for me to find the right uh the right size of the um, of the pants mm. because like when they fit in one point they don't fit in the yeah, other one yeah. so i have also every time to adjust or in th- in the last years that the fashion trend changed so we have all of more like more loose baggy clothes yeah exactly i'm a bit like more like okay i in can the same find... space <laughs> exactly <laughs> i can find more so but um maybe maybe you can help us like some with some tricks when we are in the shop or online, how can we find? Because there is no right size, we understood. Mm. How can we find our size? Like if we can help with some little tricks or... I think 
like maybe like your own mindset is really important and to be open and like try stuff I feel like often people don't have the energy to try and that's why it's you you buy wrong things or there's normally like, like me yeah <laughs> and I feel like that is so common literally and and like maybe also sh- second hand for me is like the key because I'm also a big more bigger bigger size and like since I've been shopping second hand I've always been finding my size and like that has been so helpful for me and I'm not sure if it would help you but I think like being more like open of maybe also respecting like the brand's systems or like trusting like the fits in or like the silhouettes instead of the sizing necessarily Yeah. yeah if I could give a little advice I would say if you want to think in numbers like especially when it comes to sizing 34, 38, 40, uh, just think in centimeters. Don't don't mind about what number or what chart they that brand or whatever you are buying is putting into it. Measure yourself. We all have like an old measuring tape, our grandma, our I'm pretty sure everyone has one at home. Usually just take yellow. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the time on a old biscuit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> can, exactly. The, the one, the, the aluminium one, blue. Yeah. With the yeah. <laughs> so please find that box, get the measuring tape, measure yourself and understand what is your size when it comes to centimeters. Mm-hmm. Next time you go uh, shopping online, especially, you will have the already the measurements there so you can check if you are going to fit into it or not. And if you are shopping secondhand, which I also enjoy a lot, and sometimes it's, I have to admit, for me too, very annoying to be there and having to try everything, just get a few points. Like, for example, I know that my waist is the same size as my neck. So if I take a pant and I roll it over my neck and it matches perfectly, <laughs> it's a perfect match. That's and <laughs> it works every time. And you can do it with your arm. You can do it with your leg. Just find something on you that matches your size on t-shirts or on pants or like every time I'm looking for this, it should be more or less the long of of my arm. Mm. And then it's going to be so much easier to find something that actually fits you Mm. than staring for hours to all the uh, sizes that are going to make no sense because especially vintage vintage clothing has no criteria. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Isa, you also did a project recently called Uncomfy, where you had some sitting pants. What was this? Yeah, oh, that was such a funny project. Um, we were researching on everyday encounters, and we found out with my team, with Lisa and Kova, that something that was bothering us every day or almost every day was our clothes, especially our pants and our bras. It was a project, again, very based on women's and women's wear. But uh, we just found out that it was something that bothered so many people that we couldn't have the right size. And when it came to pants, we found out this term that we call them the sitting pants or the standing pants. So basically, the standing pants are those pants that everyone has and they look amazing while you are standing. They make you a good ass. You look so like you look so hot on them, but you can't even sit because the moment you sit on them, you can't breathe anymore. You just die. <laughs> so these are like the standing p- And then we all have those pants that you put the day you know you are going to go for a dinner or you know you have to work sitting on your computer for hours. And then those are your sitting pants, the one that you're going to be so comfy on them, but they don't look that good the moment you stand up. 
So it was also very interesting for us to understand this uh, difference between how a garment that should be used uh, every day, almost every day for most of us, and it's such a basic thing to have in your wardrobe, can have so many uh, contradictions It's itself. Like having a pant that you can only wear when you're standing and it doesn't really fit you the moment you sit on. It's just crazy. Mm. Mm. Party pants. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like Christmas dinner pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you start the, you said the project, it was like, again, woman based. Yeah. Um, do you think the industry is changing on be more like also equal on that sense? Maybe, maybe the fashion is one of the few Mm, uh, uh, industry where there is like like the balance is more on the on the woman again especially in the fast fashion you can have like two floor three floor for woman mm -hmm. and then the last one just just one floor for men do you do you see like some changing maybe in other brand or in other I feel like there is more and more unisex fashion both with like shoes or like I was thinking about like Carhartt or or um also Atis uh, is like a Swedish brand that almost only have uh, both shoes and jeans and everything which is really nice but um and but at the same time I think it's going quite slow And maybe it's also really difficult for the brands because it's quite like one type of style that that like unisex works. Again, like working clothes or like a shirt or like big jeans works maybe for more unisex. But I would like to see it happen more and more. But in one way or another, I think like trends go comes and goes, and my, maybe mm. the the loose fit is gonna come go away, and like women might go back to like having tight dresses, yeah. or so it's really hard to say. I would say with with trends, it's it's yeah. it's shifting all the time. Mm. But I I would hope so. Okay, so now we're gonna invite you to write on a post-it, yeah, summarize maybe. what we've been exactly. talking about today. Yeah, I kind of want to come back to the like this mindset of maybe realizing how your body looks and what fits you and what you feel great in mm -hmm. and let that decide instead of letting the size the actual number of the size decide what you should buy. For example, I know that I should have shorter tops because I have bigger curves and then I can I know that I can have looser uh, pants because it just fits my body and that's what I'm comfortable with. So I think it's that's a great great mindset to like get to know what you like and like what you're comfortable in and then search for that rather than the actual size. Mm. Yeah, and if I can add one little thing to that, I would say um to see clothes in general garments fashion as a way of um showing yourself, showing your identity as a way of expressing how who you are and not as a as a trap or as a box, as we sometimes see it, you know, not an issue like I should be trendy this way, I should fit this size and I don't, but more like as a tool that you can use to be yourself on your body, feel comfortable and be even better. And that in general, the fashion industry is a very fucked up industry, if I can say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So really, we shouldn't be worrying about what production and 
fast fashion and all these big brands want us to be wearing, want us to be the size of and care a little bit more about ourselves and be a little bit more selfish. Do you want to read your yep. post-its? Okay, so clothes are supposed to fit you and you are not supposed to fit your clothes. Yes. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming thank today. You. Thank you. We really appreciate it. So nice. It was very fun. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to Isar and Bori for being our producers, Ella for editing, and okay. thank you to Marcus for helping us with this podcast. And thank you, Lea. Thank you, Marco. See you next Friday. Yes. And uh, let's post it. Let's post it. Bye. 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 Bye.